Welcome to the Abundant Wellness with Andrea podcast from surviving to thriving in mind, body, and spirit. Hey there, I'm Andrea Jones, registered nurse, functional hormone coach, inner healing and deliverance pastor, and most importantly, wife and mother of two beautiful girls. This podcast is really a conversation about how to discover and walk in an abundant life that God has laid out for us while processing what I call the messy middle, pain and overcoming things in our life that are hard in order to nurture all of the parts of you so that you can walk in abundant wellness in all areas. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Abundant Wellness with Andrea podcast. Uh, We have the amazing privilege of having Miss Liz Lewis uh, joining us today. And we were just chatting about how uh, we don't have an adequate title for her because she's extraordinary at so many different things. And so just encapsulating, you know, just saying that she's, you know, a hormone coach in um, a couple of my different programs or that she's just an executive assistant really doesn't cut the mustard. <laughs> um, but we haven't quite figured out uh, a title that really does capture everything that she carries. And so I'm really excited uh, for you guys to hear a little bit more of her story. Um, but today we're actually going to be talking more specifically about her her journey of becoming friends with her emotions again, because um, so many of us, you know, whether it be trauma or just growing up, you know, in a chaotic home environment, just being a middle child, just, you know, growing up in the eighties, like all of that stuff, we really were not taught how to be friends with our emotions and how to not be afraid of them or how to not over-spiritualize them. And so you just have a beautiful language around this that I'm excited for other people to step into. So um, I would just, you can just kick it off wherever you want to kick it off, but um, I'm excited for you to share a little bit more about, you know, how to be friends with your emotions and not be at war all the time with what's going on inside. Mm, Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah. It's such an honor to be here because it's such a powerful podcast. So thank you so much for that. And um, yeah, emotions were not I always struggled with whether they were good or bad emotions. It was more, <clears throat> I, I didn't want to feel cause I, I didn't want to feel negative emotions because I always associated it with, I am bad or something's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was quite a big process that God took me through to show me that he gave me those emotions that those are emotions that he has. And he really helped to walk me through um, how he processes emotions. And um, he's like, it's not wrong when you feel anger. It's not wrong when you feel disappointment. Um, But those were always the emotions that I would suppress. And I would carry those around in my body. I would internalize them. I would do whatever possible to not feel these negative emotions. And even when I felt positive emotions, good emotions, there was always this unworthiness that was linked Mm -hmm. to it. Like you're missing Mm -hmm. something or you, you could have done something better or, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have a right to feel that way. And so the Lord really brought this whole forgiveness elements and really broke off some lies that were attached to emotions and saying, you know, there is a godly way to feel this. 
And, um, and he really helped show me that the only emotion that really didn't come from him was fear. Mm. And because fear came in, like not to overly um, spiritualize this, but, you know, in the garden, fear came in through the absence of God, through the right. disconnection with God in relationship with him, because right. he really showed me, he's like, you're not, I didn't give you these emotions to experience them outside of me. You know, mm-hmm. this is something that we mm-hmm. process together where right. if you have a negative emotion, if you're angry, if you have pain, if you're disappointed, I am meant to be with you in that place and to process that together. Yeah. And so it really helped me identify when it came to negative emotions, like, is there something that I'm fearing? Because Mm. if there's a partnership with fear, with that emotion, then there's usually a lie that I'm believing about myself or the situation or someone else, or even God himself. And, um, Mm. and, you know, in first John four, it says, you know, that where where fear is present, there's no love there. You know, um, I'm, obviously like, (laughs) um, that's the Liz paraphrase. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, but it it just showed me that like, I need to like break up with fear because the only, the only Mm -hmm. thing that God's calling me to fear is just to have a reverence of him. Right. And, um, and so it was really this process of God teaching me how to invite him into those places um, how to invite him into pain, how to invite him into disappointment. And as I would do that, as I was, as I would exercise that muscle, the Lord really showed me, cause I always felt like it was just going to be this long drawn out process of him trying to fix me. And he's like, Liz, you're not broken. (laughs) You know, I've already paid for these things. Like I've already purchased these things. Yeah, Come on. That's good. And you can, you can be present, you can be present in this emotion and not have it define you and not have it degrade you. And so it really helped me identify that the Lord wants to be present and he wants to use that emotion to build Mm. something because Mm. I would, I used, I remember I used to have this huge fear of just being disappointed. I was Mm. like, I don't, I want to avoid any choice or any risk that's going to lead to disappointment. And so I, in, but in exchange, I wasn't allowing myself to hope. And um, he was really showing me like um, that verse in Proverbs, like where hope deferred makes the, makes the body sick. And I always thought, oh, that's, that's like a verse for disappointment because my hope is being deferred. And he's like, no, you're not allowing yourself to hope. Like hope brings life, hope brings, you know, faith. And then, you know, it, and when it's encompassed with love, it, it really does bring life. And so he really helps me process this safe place with him to just let the emotion mm-hmm. be, to acknowledge it. Cause right. I think there's so much power when you acknowledge something, when you take ownership mm-hmm. of, Hey, I really do feel this way. And I'm not sure why, but I'm going to give it a place. I'm going to give it a voice so that I can see what the truth is. Because if there's any fear or shame or condemnation attached to that, I'm believing something other than what God has for me. And so it was really this partnership with him in that emotional place to um, allow freedom to have a place to in that emotion. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. No, it's so good. I have like a bajillion thoughts that I want to 
like, I'm like, which way do we go with this? Because (laughs) it's so good. And it's, it's really coming into that place of alignment with him, right. Where Mm -hmm. instead of hiding who we are and what we're experiencing, um, we're just bringing it into the light, right. Mm -hmm. So that he can shine his big flashlight on it and say, Hey, yeah, this is, you know, there's some lies there. And I know, you know, because we do inner healing and deliverance ministry together and in our work with women and their hormones, we see this come up a lot. It's not the emotion Mm -hmm. that's the problem, right? It's the lies that we believe about the emotion and the story that's being told about the emotion, right. Or because of the emotion, that's the problem, if we're going to call it a problem. And so when we're, you know, especially when we're like, we're working through a hormonal process, right. We're, uh, we're developing thoughts and habits and things like that. It's that's when the stuff starts coming up to the surface where are like, why are we doing the thing that we're doing? That's sabotaging. Or why are we not doing the thing that we should be doing that's sabotaging? Mm -hmm. And there's always, there's always an emotional undercurrent to that. And so I think, um, I think I would love, you know, just to hear a little bit more about what that was like for you in that process where the Lord really began to expose in a good way, some of those patterns of like emotional stuckness and how you kind of confronted it in a way that was like, no, I'm going to love myself here because God loves me here. Right. And not using it. Cause I think sometimes people hear that and they think it's an excuse to behave poorly. Like Mm -hmm. I know people that use it as an excuse to behave poorly. Right. And so that was my paradigm was like, well, if I acknowledge this, that means that I'm giving myself an out to showing up a certain way when that was not like in line with my integrity. So does that make sense? I, yeah. I think it would be good to kind of chat a little bit about that. Yeah. And I, I think, I think in this process, I really allowed the Lord to expose fear. Um, Cause that was, that was the undercurrent of a lot of things. I'm right. afraid of disappointing the ones I love. I'm afraid of making a bad choice. I'm afraid of like making an investment that's not going to pay off, you know, all of these different right. fears, but I wasn't really getting at like owning any of those like negative behaviors or patterns in my life, because I felt like if I owned that, there was shame attached to it. <clears throat> but really yes. in the process of like, uh, just accepting freedom, like accepting the freedom that the Lord provided for me and saying, you know, when you let something come into the light, it becomes light. It doesn't, it doesn't have the power to punish you. It has the power to call you into more freedom or to show you how you're free in that circumstance. And maybe that's Mm going to require you of having a hard conversation, or it's going to require, um, setting up a really healthy boundary or taking a look at a behavior. Like, why are you doing this? Are you doing this behavior because you're trying to avoid something you're trying to avoid feeling something or, um, and so it, it just really helped break open the box and really, because there was something really significant that God would tell me. He's like, Liz, I want you to be honest with yourself because I already know what's in your heart. I already know where you're at. I already know what you're feeling and not trying to feel. So you're only really lying to yourself in this situation. So how about we just have Little an honest snap. conversation about it? <laughs> <Rude>. <laughs> and let's get free. Like, let's 
you know, cause I, cause in this whole year, especially after walking through some of these practicing of emotions and processing pain and, um, and trauma and all this stuff with the Lord, um, he, he's been showing me, he's like, I paid such a high price for your freedom. Yeah. And so whenever you're accepting less than that, like, that's like a slap in the face, you know, like, because, yeah. cause you are so free and this is so much easier than you realize. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we build up, um, that ownership and we like partner with shame Yeah. And we let that have a stronger voice than the actual solution. And sometimes I'm not, I'm not trying to oversimplify some of those steps. Right. Like, right. Like in a practical sense, um, when it came to my hormones, there were things that I had to set boundaries with my family. Mm -hmm. I had to say, you know, this lifestyle is really important to me Mm -hmm. and I'm going to need you guys to change your behaviors. Um, so that I have the freedom to do these things, you know, so that right. I can prioritize sleep. I can prioritize nutrition. Yeah. And that's uncomfortable because I'm, I, I would always tell myself, don't inconvenience someone else for your own mm-hmm. benefit. Like that's mm-hmm. or that's, you know, self-centered or whatever, like negative. Right. But you were paying the price. Yeah. You were, yeah, but you were paying right. the price. Yeah. And then I was mm-hmm. acting like this terror of a person because my body wasn't getting its needs met. And so those emotions were going to come out either way, whether it was like raging at them or having a or just snapping and um, they're paying the price anyway. So why not have the conversation and be like, Hey, we need to do something different because Mm -hmm. this isn't working. And if I don't prioritize my body, it's only going to go downhill from here. Um, And even just, I think there's something too, when you acknowledge an emotions, a lot of times we look for that validation in other people. Mm -hmm. And when we don't get it, we're like, oh, I'm wrong. Or this was wrong. Or it's wrong to feel this. But there were conversations that I had to have where I had to express a negative emotion where I'm angry about this or I'm sad about this. Right. And I didn't get that validation. Mm -hmm. and or this or or the person would try to fix it they would try to say well what do we need to do so that you're not sad right which is super triggering right when you're already like in this vulnerable space and somebody doesn't know how to handle it right Mm -hmm. and I remember these really powerful moments of like I just need you to be okay that I'm sad I don't need you to fix it Mm -hmm. I just need to be present in this emotion and I know that once I give it a place, I can see beyond it, but because this emotion is so loud in my experience right now, I need to give it a voice. And then I can actually process what the healthy step is or what the truth is and expose any lies that I'm believing or any, any unhealthy behaviors. And so I think this idea of our emotions being friends, um, because you think of that story in Job where right. this guy goes through so many traumatic, like life-changing, horrible things. Yeah. And his friends are like, what do we need to say to you for you to be okay? And he's like, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> like, like there's I nothing just- that's going to make this okay. Right. Like there's nothing. nothing. Yeah. And he just had to be in this place of just allowing grief to have a place. Right. Allowing himself to feel grief 
Right. And, and then, cause it didn't change who he was. And I think a right. lot of times when we experience negative emotions, especially we mm-hmm. feel like it defines us. Yes. And for so long, especially with grief, cause that's a huge negative emotion that we can feel is just going to swallow us up. Right. But I had to learn that even throughout my healing process with my emotions, that grief was a huge place um, or a huge emotion that I had to give a place because as you, if you can grieve in the little things, it's not going to be overwhelming, you know, when that big shift comes, you know, like even grieving bad choices, like, Mm -hmm. you know, even grieving, like, Hey, I lived 39 years of my life and I didn't do a good job taking care of my body. And I'm going to acknowledge that without shame, but I'm going to grieve that it cost me something, mm-hmm. but I can choose from this point to get up and do something different and make right. a different choice. And yep. so, yeah, I, I think just giving these different friends, <laughs> if you had to, if you had to like put emotions to be these little characters, kind of like inside right. out, which we yeah, use right? <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's it so is. Good. It is such a good movie and it yeah. really helps me identify, especially, you know, with the negative emotions that, uh, to separate just that identity piece of like, right. These are bad. So I am bad if I give them a voice or place or yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's really, really good. And I think on a practical level, it's like, I know that if I were hearing this, I'd be like, how, like, how do I even, I'm even thinking back to you know, a time in my life where my, my hormones were a mess, my life. I mean, the, um, the gift of a dumpster fire was like birthed out of that season. I feel like, because it's just, my life was just in flames, you know? And I was working through the, the loss of my dad and having a new baby and, you know, being flooded with trauma at the time and not having any, nobody taught me, like nobody taught me how to, how to, feel and not be overwhelmed. Right. And so I had to learn how to do that. And so Mm -hmm. many of us are in that stage where we have, we're unlearning the old Mm -hmm. and we're having to learn the new. And so one of the things, and I talk about this in the keys to emotional freedom e-course, because we actually walk you through each of the different like primary emotions and how to process those in a healthy way. But I think you also have some good strategies on this too, One of the things that really helped me was, okay, I'm going to give myself three days to be angry and I'm going to see what happens. Like, or, and I would start, I think I started even smaller than that because anger was such a scary emotion to me. Mm -hmm. Um, It was always used as a threat, right? It was a violent thing in my home. And so to feel it was the equivalent of like feeling violence. And so I had to learn, you know, okay, I'm going to allow myself 30 minutes to be angry and then I'm going to do something else. And then, you know, when I could tolerate that, then I would allow myself to feel, you know, feel that for longer. But it was like, I had to trust that God was going to get me. If I allow him in, this is the key. If you allow him in to your emotional process and you allow him to bring his truth in there, Mm -hmm. the chances of you getting stuck are pretty slim because- his goal is to push you into freedom. He's not going to allow you to stay in a place that's not healthy. And Mm -hmm. so, um, so it's that letting the light in, 
but also allowing ourselves to feel what needs to be reconciled, right? Because there are emotions that need to be reconciled as part of our, you know, part of our healing process. So, um, and I think you do that really well with like, nope, I'm just going to allow myself to be mad. I'm, I'm, I'm mad about this. I'm going to move through it. I'm going to journal about it. I'm going to go after the lies that I'm believing about it. I'm going to ask the Lord what the truth is. And then all of a sudden you're out on the other side. Right. And so do you have any practical, uh, because I know if, if it was me listening 10 years ago, I'd be like, awesome. How the heck do I do that? <laughs> so do you have any, like for you, cause it is going to be a little bit individual, but right. for you, that's been really helpful for learning to just be there mm-hmm. and not, and not rush the process. Right. Yeah. I actually got, um, a really cool tool from Carly, who's our, you know, a nutritionist and hormone coach, um, Carly McGill, she, she, she kind of gave me this practical step of, I just want you to take 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and I want you to allow any emotion, whether it's good or bad Mm -hmm. to just come up, whether you have to cry or just hit a pillow or whatever, just Mm -hmm. let yourself feel. And then Mm -hmm. after those 10 minutes, I want you to get up and do something fun. I want you to do something that makes you happy, or you can even just go to work or whatever to where you don't have to fix whatever, or you don't have to figure out where this emotion is coming from. You're just giving it a place to be seen, to be acknowledged and to just come out. And I've, I found that in that practice, because a lot of times we don't go to those places with the Holy spirit because we feel like it's going to be brutal. It's going to be this long drawn out thing. And we're at risk, right? We're not safe because we have, it's overwhelmed. There's all this stuff. And so I found that as I did that, as I gave these emotions a place, as I acknowledged it and said, you know, anger, I see you sadness. Mm -hmm. I see you, you know, disappointment, you know, all of these things. So good. Um, I, I realized that I was freed up for the Holy spirit to have that conversation with me and mm. say like, Hey, this is really a lie that you're wow. believing that's causing this emotion. Right. Um, and I had to like, I, I think that there's, there's just some things that you need to settle in your life. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to for settle <laughs> that Holy spirit was a safe person for me mm. and that I was safe And, um, and that he was going to lead me through it. So anytime I did that, I always partnered with hope because I knew that this was going to walk me towards freedom. So I I feel like hope was just kind of this ever present emotion. It was a choice that I had to make that as I, as I give myself permission to feel as I give myself permission to break up with lies and to acknowledge things, even acknowledging shame and allowing the Lord to heal those areas that it was always Mm -hmm. going to leave me better off. It was going to, even if it meant that I was going to have, I was going to have to do something I didn't want to do, like have brave communication or set a boundary or change to make, make a hard change and break off a habit whatever was on the Mm -hmm. other side of that, I was going to be empowered as long as I made, as as long as I surrendered and I was yielded. 
that that was, that was the promise on the other side. And so, um, so I think even that, um, and I would just say that there's something to, there's something to acknowledging and there's something to ownership and just really, it's a really powerful statement to say, I'm sad about this. And it's so funny because there's a lot of times, um, that vulnerability can make us feel unsafe, mm-hmm. um, especially when it involves other people. Right. You know, there was a lot of times, like even with friends and talking to friends, they're like, I don't want to cry. I don't, I don't want to, I've already like cried about this. And I'm like, if your mm. body is telling you, if it's there's releasing if tears, response, <laughs> yeah. let yourself cry. Even if yes. you're in a place where it's not convenient, like give that a place because there's so much breakthrough in having that release. Your body is partnering with your emotions and you can invite Holy spirit and, and that body, soul, and spirit being in unity. Mm -hmm. Freedom is so much Mm -hmm. easier when you listen to those cues in your body. Like when your body is like, we all know when we're stressed, we try to like, you know, sugarcoat it. We don't, yeah. (laughs) And so our body is like, Hey, are you going to let me, are you going to let me in here? Because anger is doing something within me, you know, disappointment, discouragement, you know, let me have, let me show you how I want to process this. And so I think it's, it's just paying attention to those different cues, those different signals, because we all have them, but we're always so busy trying to keep it together. We're always so busy Mm -hmm. trying to present a brave face you know, trying to present like this perfect image of ourselves. Um, when really that's, that's like not being a friend to your emotions (laughs) and you're going to find like on the other side of like keeping everything together, you're really punishing yourself. You're really, you're really putting yourself in this place of, um, I don't want to say like living a lie, but, um, but it's kind of is though. I mean, it is because there's an element of deception there, right? Of where we're not living in truth because that part hasn't been exposed to the truth or brought into alignment with it, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, there definitely is, you know, like if I say, you know, hey, I want to um, start walking every day, you know, or I want to, you know, I want to move my body every day, but I'm carrying shame about the fact that I haven't been taking care of my body by walking it every single, walking it. That sounds weird, yeah. <laughs> but by going for walks every day. Um, and I, I have some lies that I'm believing about that shame. Then every time I try to go for a walk and I don't do it, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, it's yeah. the linchpin. And it's so, yeah. Yeah. And every single person has something like that in their life mm-hmm. where they need to be, they need the flashlight of the Holy spirit, you know, in that place, just bringing, bringing freedom and truth. And so I, you know, I just, I love, there's so much more that I feel like we could talk about this. Um, but I, you carry so much freedom in the area of emotions and emotional health. And, um, and I just, I love how powerful your story is and just allowing the Lord to walk you through the valley of your emotions and allowing him, I forget what verse that is in Isaiah that talks about, um, or maybe it's Psalms where it's, uh, where we allow him, like he takes the Valley of weeping, right. And turns it into something beautiful. And I think that's exactly what the Lord has done in you. And so you now are giving that to so many different people. So 
I just want to say thank you so much for sharing that with us today. And, um, and for those of you listening, we're going to have her on here more, I'm very sure in the very near future. Um, so thank you so much, Liz, for being on with us today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. You're welcome.